I, uh, I just got here and I'm actually already getting stuff done and he is working away. So we'll be on in no time. Yeah, no, I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay. Okay. Bye. Starless web here. And this is AJ. He is back, fresh in the flesh, to try to entertain you guys tonight. So, you know, we've we've talked about a lot of things through the years. But one thing we haven't talked about is how different it probably is to raise a kid in this day and age than from when you raised your kids. Because you raised kids in the 80s and 90s. And some of the things that we're going to be talking about today are quite a bit different than what kids would even know about anymore. So. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're, I feel like we're not like, we didn't have a rough childhood of walking three miles in the snow to the bus, like what we do hear about, like some of you guys and everything. But I do feel like, you know, there is some differences that we can touch on. There certainly are. And the the smile that came across his face when I said that was just amazing. Well, uh, you know <laughs> what? Uh, I was uh, raised in my very young years in Pennsylvania. And so talking in the snow, uh, that just kind of rings a bell, you know. I mean, I used to, I wasn't very tall. And the snow was getting pretty deep, and I was usually right up past my knees. So, but I didn't walk to school. I got driven because I went to a, a Catholic school. So, at what point do they be like, hey, kids, don't walk in the snow? Because I've heard that you guys get multiple feet of snow, and like small children are usually only multiple feet. So, like, at what point do the kids not walk in the snow? Well, as long as they can walk and... and Do they, like, they, shovel the sidewalks? And, like, I mean, is it, like... They don't... Sh the only people that shovel the sidewalks at the time were the people that lived there, and it, they would go in front of their house. Okay. And they would shovel snow in. But that wasn't always that way. Okay. Um, I, I totally get you. So, <clears throat> we, we have a lot of stuff to touch on. Because, I mean, obviously, a lot of stuff has happened. It has. Yeah. A lot of things have changed. I got a new career. You do? <laughs> Whoever yeah, thought that this... I mean, like, okay, so we've always joked about me being drunk Snow White. I'm not drunk anymore, but I'm Snow White because I take animals with me places. <laughs> That's true. I'm, a, I'm an animal transporter. I'm a pet transporter. Like, it's kind of amazing. And I house it for people to take care of their animals. Like... I'm not the trunk person anymore, but I'm still Snow White. I'm the Disney princess. Well, let's not get into Disney. <laughs> You're a lot better than there. But you get what I'm saying. Because yes. you know how I've always said that, like, I've always wanted to be a Disney princess. And I've always been like, I love Ariel and everything. I, I, I have the 
animals that are starting to like me. Like, they actually want to ride in my car with me for extended periods of time. And I have found that they do enjoy country music quite a bit. Well, I'm sure they do. That's, uh, that's I had to actually change the music that I listened to. Because, you know, normally, like... I would listen to some, like, kind of, like, bassy, you know, stuff, or, like, some club or house type stuff, and it's like... Right, right. And you can't do that when you have dogs that get very... But, like, it's funny, because this last time, I was listening to a country song, and it was, like, you know, one that would... You, you would imagine people sitting around a campfire, and, like, everyone kind of singing along with and everything, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I look over... And little tumbleweeds slash nutmegs slash tiny werewolf was howling along to the song. Oh, I can imagine. And I was like, there are some things. And it was because it had a harmonica in it. Ah. And if there's a harmonica or an accordion in a song, she'll sing along. Can't beat that. You found it. It's pretty cute. You found it. So... Yeah. Are you ready for my list? I'm ready. All right. So, do you want to start with number 28? Or, sorry, I don't have 28. I have 25. Okay, we'll start with 25 then. Do you want to start with number 25 or do you want to start with number 1? No, let's, let's work our way down. All right. Let's keep the, you know, the anticipation at a high rate. Here. So, one thing that they let us do when we were growing up that would not be able to happen nowadays is riding in the back of a truck or a car Yes. without a seatbelt. So, like, there's a lot of station wagon type vehicles that didn't have seatbelts. You had, you know, the first row, mm-hmm. you had the second row, but then you had this huge area and you had a gaggle of kids. How else do you get all these kids places? That's very good, um point uh you know <laughs> but you got but, this huge area back here so why not just load them in the back well you know some person came up with this fabulous idea to make a lot of money and and uh decided say let's make put this belt on it was probably some big heavy set guy that got his uh belt caught into something trying to get out of the car and decided hey you know, that kept me in the car. Why not make some money and uh, come up with these things? You know what I love about you? Is you actually just led me right into number 24. Let me let me ask you this before we do that. Yeah. Do you think there's very many people that can't, that are in an accident, they can't get that seat belt off in a hurry and burn to death? Oh, yeah. But well, they I mean, will not ever say but that. But I mean, like, but I mean, the amount political. of people that don't go through a windshield, I feel like, you know, because that's the biggest thing a lot of the time is people they stop really suddenly, and mm-hmm. so I mean, if you're if you're in a fiery crash and everything, like, that's there. I mean, they kept you in the car up until that point to where you didn't get ejected. But we'll get into that as well because actually, I do have a story. And I will rake a note of this. Yeah, you've been uh, in a few uh, accidents. Heavy. <laughs> but and I, I, uh, it is a I believe the steering wheel cat. will stop the driver from going through the windshield. What about the passengers? Passengers, there's a good chance. 
Um, might go through it. So, back in the 80s and 90s, it was very often for us to share a seatbelt as sure. kids. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, yet That ain't going to happen. None of that's going to happen. No way. Are you going to ever see someone having two of their kids strapped in with one seatbelt? But back in the day. Yeah. You know? Um, the other thing is, is at recess, we used to do something called a drop and tangle. So Mm -hmm. what we would, and there's a few other games that we would play, but the big one would be like, we would basically put our knees on the bar and we would just drop down and like that, you know, no, no, um, the other thing that we have on there as well is red rover. Mm-hmm. So the kids all hold on to hands, and it's Red Rover, Red Rover, and so-and-so right over. And it's like they run as hard as they can. And we all, like, are holding on to them, trying to knock them to the ground and, like, not let them go through. Dodgeball. Right. Dodgeball was another one. Yep. Um, they don't have kickball in here. But a segue. Do you remember the first time that I broke my nose? It was in Tillamook, and I was playing kickball, and I kicked the... Because we didn't, we didn't have a soccer... Or no, we didn't have the rubber ball. We had a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And I kicked it straight up, and then I looked to see where it went, and it came down, hit me in the face, and I just started bleeding out my nose. Yeah, that was... Um, that was another one of those accidents that... Uh, flashback. Oh, my gosh. Well, and it's just like, there's so many things out here. Um, oh, so another one that goes right on here, because we just covered uh, like 24, 23, 22. Um, 21, play outside until the sun sets. Oh, yeah. So, or the lights went out. So it wasn't like we had cell phones that we knew what time it was. Like, you had to go and know that, like, yeah, you come when home the, at this time. When the street lights went uh, on, you, that was time to go home. Uh, but, you know another thing that um, that was just brought to mind. I went to a uh, an estate sale here a few weeks back. Yes, sir. And uh, the the gentleman had. I'm telling you, uh, I have been to a lot of estate sales and you garage have. sales, and this thing was it was fantastic. I mean, was it like had, the Disneyland of estate sales? It was like. You amusement park, amusement park. I won't say Disney anymore because I know you you roll your eyes like you you can't even help it. But go ahead. Well, you know it's um, he had more. It was like, yeah, like a Disneyland. I mean, and I hate to use that word because to me Disney is. Yeah. Uh, but Anyhow, you. But but but, but like. For the personal opinion of most people, right. Disney is the greatest place. But we actually yeah, should uh, we actually should go into the horrific events of Disney at some point. I'll make a note of that point. as well. But he had all kinds of things, and um, he would uh, and a lot of old things, uh, old cash registers. Yeah. Old. I mean, but it he had like something sport. in the yard that I thought was really neat. And remember the things at the parks, they had this big metal... 
Oh thing. my gosh, like the spinning thing. Yeah, the spinning thing where we used to get it going so fast and oh bodies would fly all over the place. <clears throat> and um, you he know, had one of those for sale. It's crazy because you jumped ahead on my list of Jungle oh. Gym. I'm going to look up what that's called. So he had one of those. Was it for sale or was it? It was It, it, it was for sale, but it was already sold. Oh. Uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that he had... Um, it was a three-day sale. Uh, I got there the second day, but um, it was uh, a lot of the stuff like that um, was already gone. Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Dude! There was more injuries on that Do you know, like, so there's a few different ones, but, so, I remember <laughs> they have... Uh, a spinning playground equipment. It's called an Orbitron, and it's a spinning playground equipment. And I remember being on a playground when I was young, and it's like the kids hang from it, and then somebody stands there. And... I, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember this at like one that we went to, and it wasn't that tall. But this is what you're thinking of is something like That's that. That's the one right yep. there. Yep. And it was it was at an angle. Yeah. So it's called a roundabout or a merry-go-round. And those originally started from, like, the 1960s. But, like, look at these ones. Those ones are cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, with the actual look... seats and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I think these are cool. So, that is actually, like, number 19. But if we weren't to skip to number 19, candy cigarettes, number 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when we do the pinata of bad life choices... We will put those in there because we usually have Slim Jims in there. We usually, when we do the life choices, like, that's the one that usually has the funny stuff in there because it usually has the 99-cent bottles of liquor. Mm -hmm. It has the Slim Jims, and it has candy, and it has the candy cigarettes in there. And it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, all bad life choices. Right. It's pretty yeah. hilarious. Now, I, uh, the piñatas are, are fun. And we have that uh, every year at our family reunion. And you usually set it all up. I do. Piñata I... And from start to finish. And it's funny because uh, this year we had a uh, another guest. Yeah. A boyfriend from uh, one of our uh, family. Yep. And this guy, I've never seen anybody pick up candy so fast in all my it, life. Like, it was like a parade with <laughs> little was, kids. Like, it, it was great. I was happy to see that I wasn't the only person that was super excited about the candy. Because, like, literally, that is, like, my thing. Like, I start, like, pocketing candy like early on. Like, when they start coming out. And people are like, you know that whole thing stuff? I'm like... But you never know if someone's going to yeah, grab the good bag that you want. So, like, when mm -hmm. you see one, you got to get it. And it's like, yeah. I may, there's only a few times that I'm cutthroat, and it's pinata time. Well, this uh, this uh, gentleman, I uh, he was like a human vacuum cleaner out there. <laughs> I was. have never, ever seen. <laughs> I thought, you know, I asked him, I said, uh, uh, are, do you have a job? He said no. He said I'm in the, um, I'm in the, what the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. He said no. I don't have a job. I'm in the Navy, and I'm going to retire there. And I thought, you know, 
It would be good if they have a candy shop on that boat. Because I know where he, you'd be. He really, he was, like, excited. Like, he really enjoyed, like, the variety of candy that we got. Like, I oh, never yeah. felt, like, more of an all-star with the pinata <laughs> until he came along. Like, I uh-huh. felt like I was an all-star. Because I was, like, I already knew, like, everything in there I was going to love. But right. I was like, and what was funny is like what I brought for the game as well, because we, we did the tokens. That's he right. actually chose one of my gifts and he was coin number one. So like the first choice, he chose one of mine. So I'm like, I won again. And, I'm like, this guy is like my kindred spirit. Yeah. But you know, I, I've, got, I've got to hand it to you. The piñata this year uh, just didn't want to break. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what was. I think we did well with the bags and with the uh, with those coins, the wooden coins, and we have more of those uh, like coin discs that we mm-hmm. can do for like each year and everything. Because I think that's yeah. the way to do it. Because when yeah. those fall out, it is almost like you got a jackpot. Because there's oh, yeah. so much other crap that comes out. But, like, the funny part is, is when you get one of the gold uh, ribbon ones mm-hmm. and everything. Because people see one of those fall out as they're walking up and they see just that little coin thing. And then they're like, oh, shit. And it's, like, the only time you don't feel like a winner when something tells you you're a winner on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it is uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, what was your... Uh, did you have jungle gyms when you were in school when you were oh, a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what were your jungle gyms like? Like They were like a maze. I mean, they were just... Were they, they were wood tall. or were they metal? No, they were all metal. Okay. That way we can break some bones. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that uh, there was a lot of injuries. I remember, I remember though, like, people saying that it was like... It was like you would see some kids get to the top, and it was like a tree branch, like effect, like when you would like fall. Oh, it was. I mean, well, you'd be bouncing. I'm off like, I'm end. laughing about these things because obviously the kids are okay because they're here to tell the story. But like, they were like, "Have you ever watched The Simpsons?" And like Bart Simpson falls out the treehouse. They're like, "Imagine that." They're like, "It's yeah. crazy how kids don't get hurt when." They fall like long distances onto like metal objects, and they keep bouncing on all the way down. You know, <laughs> that's but, why they were still made of gummy bears and magic. You know, that's, oh the, crap! The kids nowadays, it, the kids that grew up in in that time frame, um, I don't know if a lot of them <laughs> were mentally injured uh, or what, but I'll tell you. Um, they were tough. I mean, they'd bounce all the way down, and and then on the merry-go-round, they'd fly off, God, I don't know how many feet, and bounce around on their heads and everything. And they come back for more, man. I don't know if we were just, you know, mental cases or what, but, you know, we were all bruised and banged and... I believe it on the chocolate milk when I was in elementary school. Like, so I remember being at a playground that had got reconstructed when we lived in Hillsboro. 
And it, like, got rebuilt, like, right before we had moved out there. And it turned into, like, a wooden one. But I remember before it was wooden, there was one thing that when you we would go there, you'd be like, remember to steer clear of old Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> it was a swing set that had screws that were, like, coming out of something on oh, it. Man. And I just remember you always being like, remember to steer clear of old Rusty. And it's like, I had said something to, um, my sister about that. And she was like, that is funny as an adult now. She was like, I can can imagine dad being over there being like, just try to stay away from the rusty piece of like jungle gym over there, kids. (laughs) Like the fact they have to tell you guys to steer clear of it. You know, uh, it, it was there was a park by our house when I lived with my parents, and the park was always pretty popular. It was a small park, a neighborhood park, and the swings on there were used so often. That, you know, the big metal uh, uh, swing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There, and it wear through. No, what happened was is they were so much because. There was always a game to see how high you can go and jump uh, off, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it got loosed, loosened from the ground. And so that added another little bit more excitement to it. Because it would start to jump? It would be bouncing, you know? I remember, I totally remember that at one point, like on one that we had at the house. And you had to like bolt it down or something. Because uh-huh. us kids would be doing that. And so you were already, like, you were well, like, conditioned. You had done that as a kid to where you're like, oh, I already know what they're doing. Yep, and they're going to go next. They're going to end up over the wall and next door. Yeah. Then kept going. Dude, well, but that neighbor had, like, a pear tree or something. So if we did go over the wall. Oh, yeah. We would have got pears. Yeah. It'd save you. I mean, you were going over there to pick the pears anyhow over the fence. So. We were, like... <laughs> So, we totally were. I remember I used to always get a lot of splinters from like climbing over the fence mm-hmm. and everything, and it was always like on the arms and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't figure out. It took me a while to figure <laughs> out how how do you get splinters under your arms like that. But it's like you know you get the pears and they're never ripe. No, no, they're like little bricks. <laughs> And so there's a pile. My teeth are hurting. My teeth are hurting. There's just a pile of like not ripe, rotty pears with one little bite taken out of it over by the fence. Yeah. And And we didn't even have a pear tree. (laughs) So I was watching something the other day and I'm looking through my phone and I text message. Um, a friend, and I'm like, look at this, and it was like this guy had asked his wife to cut potatoes in half, <laughs> and she bit them in half. <laughs> well, you know. And so he's like, he took a picture, and they're all in the pan, and he's like, those are teeth marks. <laughs> couldn't, 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 couldn't get it sharp enough knife I guess and the very first comment was it's your fault for marrying a woodland creature that's true 
<laughs> but it's like, I mean, how often do you see someone that goes and they're like, can you cut those potatoes in half? And they're so fighting. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you have to be a little more, um, you know, uh, direct on how you want stuff done. So, uh, back to our list on the directing. Number 18 is library books. Oh, yeah. So, library books, man. Like, that is like, that's kind of like one of those things where you have to check them out. Mm -hmm. But then you're also held responsible to return them. Yep. Or else you get these damn fees. And then, like... When you go to graduate high school, like, you gotta pay your library fees or we're not gonna give you your diploma. And you're like, okay, so how much is it? And they're like, $3.26. You're like, why are you acting like this is a big deal? Yeah, you think it's a national debt. Yeah, no, here's five. Yeah. You can keep it, donate it. And, like, <laughs> And the books are so beat up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, they talk about having the ends uh, twisted up. I mean, some of them were, I, I thought Abe Lincoln used them, you know. So, like, I I feel like it's one of those things where there's a good portion of the books, too, where it's like, you know, you get the thing in there, it's written, and they're like, who had the previous book oh, yeah. or the previous year. And it's like, you almost get to know the person. Because, mm -hmm. like, they'll write notes in there, and it's like, obviously, they took the same class you did, they're taking the same chapters yeah, and stuff. Use their and you, notes. Yeah, and you can tell, like, the chunks of the book that, like, they just don't even go through, like, for multiple years. Yeah. Like, it's un, like, bent on that corner, like, what you're talking about. There's nothing that's used in this area but oh, like yeah. there were some years where it's like the people highlighted the points that were going to be on tests mm -hmm. and stuff and so you're like i i don't even have to highlight anything that's why like, you want to run like cliff notes this is great i really like a Medell. like they are a great person yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh and the, the thing about it too uh is far as library books is you go to yard sales now and you always are able to find quite a few library books in yeah. yard sales this is true <laughs> this is true do you remember uh when computers first started coming out oh yeah so that is another part of it is like discovering computers where it's like you know everything we would do it'd be like you would type something in it would be like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. Like, everything yeah. took forever to load. Also, it was, like, I want to say a black screen with, like, green writing or white writing. But it was, like, everything was just, like, very blocky, like, in capitals. Like, very, very different. Yeah, and this is going to save time. Yeah. The other one is the Matrix paper. So, whenever you had to print anything off, oh, and then yes. you had to go and fold over the edges and peel off the sides... And then it's not, like, the standard size, so then you would have to use a paper cutter mm -hmm. and, like, cut it down to the 8 by 10 that you need for whatever it is. Like, that's, like, that was something we all had to do. We all had paper, like, paper cutters. I still have one. Yeah. Like, you, you had, you had to have a mini, like, a mini office, basically. Yeah. You really did. Um, chalkboards. I love chalkboards. I still have a little one right there. Yeah. And that's another thing is people went right to dry erase. 
And then going and cleaning the chalkboard and stuff, but it's like, you know, when you're in school, teacher would write everything up there on the chalkboard and everything, wipe it off, like a very memorable moment of yeah. school, right? I always thought they were a lot of fun, especially when you throw them, uh, throw the erasers. Yeah, and, and you get all the white powder. Yeah, when you hit somebody in the back <laughs> of the head, and you got this big white powder thing on the back of their head. Did you spend a lot of time in detention? Uh, a fair amount. I was going to say, I I feel like that is one of those things where like, someone actually has the uh, evidence of the act. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they were getting ready to go to fingerprinting uh, uh, later in there on the um, oh, yeah. The erasers. Yeah. So, number 14 is ashtrays gifts. So, like, we're in oh, yeah. school and everything, and it's like, what are you going to make mom and dad for? <laughs> yep. Ah, how about an ashtray? Oh, a good wooden ashtray. That sounds good. <laughs> a clay ashtray. <laughs> a, what, a Play-Doh ashtray. Like, yeah. I mean, that was like the go-to gifts. <laughs> yeah, and you look at it, and, uh, hey, mom and dad, look what I made for you. And you look at it, and you go, what the hell is this? It's like a pot. Yeah. <laughs> well, the most part is, is, I don't even smoke. <laughs> yeah. I don't smoke. I guess, I, I guess that's a hint or something, you know? Maybe I need to take it up. Yeah, like, like that, was a, that was such a weird thing that we were thinking about the other day, because I was going through a bunch of different stuff, and I had found an ashtray I had made. Uh, I had made when I was like in first grade or something like that, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like a first grader making a clay ashtray. Like this is amazing. Yeah, and you know, the, the I always looked at it this way: well, we got an ashtray. Maybe they're going to be taking gardening next year and probably plant some. One. Okay, so ashtrays. Ashtrays. Okay. So you wanna. So we we're we're coming back from a break basically. We don't know where we ended. We were having a great time, but we're getting back into it. So ashtrays. Ashtrays. Uh yeah, ceram well they weren't ceramic actually. Dude. They were clay. I I mean wood too. Yeah. Cuz some of them that I, they that they did cuz I remember like your son made one that was wood. He like whittled yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> My son, I, 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 you, you I never knew what was gonna happen there, you know. Uh, I know I made uh, one out of clay because I have it, and it's like it kind of looks play doughish, like <laughs> it is like and, some florette. Like I obviously add a lot of food coloring. Some of them were quite colorful. It's funny because now I feel like, you know, if you were to go make someone an ashtray. Like, oh, man. like in school, do you know how well received that would be? Oh my God, they, like, would, they would have you in the principal's like, office. I mean, if you had a kid making an ashtray, like kids actually will, like if kids see you smoking, they'll hand you pamphlets to help you quit smoking nowadays, let alone give you an ashtray. Like, well, but like we didn't understand. It was like everybody had yeah. somebody in their family that smoked, and so like your parents always needed an ashtray when they had. Yeah company over when i was yeah everybody had and they they made special ashtrays you know this on the stand yeah which i have one yeah 
But it I was like that from my grandfather. If if you weren't a smoker, you knew someone that was. And when you oh, had yeah. people come over, and it wasn't like one of those things where, like, you didn't hang out with someone because they were a smoker. Like everybody seemed to smoke. Yeah, I mean and that it, was a common thing. And if you weren't a smoker, it wasn't like you weren't. Like, I feel like everyone was just used to being around it all the time. Oh, like, yeah. you would go to restaurants and people would smoke in them, which I feel like is super weird now. Like, you would go to restaurants and there would be ashtrays. Yeah. Right there. Sometimes you can't use be, them. But sometimes there would be cigarette butts in the ashtray from the previous person because it would be like the standing ones, like what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't always be on the table, but there's always ashtrays. Um, well, a lot of times they use the ashtrays for... Um, also advertising. They oh, yeah. Their names on it. Oh, yeah. It is another yeah. form. So, number 13 is the alcohol books. The alcohol books were kind of special. They were... It was a Christmas like, favorite of the parents. Yeah. It kind of helped yeah. numb the, the pain of leading up to Christmas shopping, getting mentally prepared to have to deal with the crowd, probably. Like, each day, like, you got that to look forward to at the end of the night. And then you had the calendar to kind of put a little more pressure on you. Uh, <laughs> we're getting closer to Christmas. Have another drink, you know. Right. And you it's, know. it is kind of funny, though, because I've heard people talk about that. And it's like, they would be like, yeah, you go to the store and you get, like, your advent calendar for your kid with the chocolate. And then you get your advent calendar with the liquor in it. Like, it comes in a little chocolate bottle. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not like you're, you got plastic. Like, it's. I have my adult chocolate. That's right. Like, that was pretty much what it was always chalked up as from, like, what I've always known it as. Do you ever remember the Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, yes. So, that is something that I feel like was pretty grotesque and, like, went really fly now. Like, everything's very pre-cute and... Mm-hmm. Well, right now, guys, Like, I feel like it's kind of, like, Hello Kitty-ish, like, type stuff with, like... The mm-hmm. trading cards that are like kind of cartoonish, like those were like those were pretty, like whoa. Well, that they uh, if you have some of the, I don't know the special ones right now, they're worth uh, some pretty good bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and um, garbage child kids are some some big cult following. And what was the other thing that that uh, was uh, everybody used to collect? Uh, Beanie babies, pogs, mm-hmm. pogs. The pogs that we used to play with. Like, I still have mine, and, like, I've played with mine. Like, I've had people come over that are, like, my age, and I'm like, hey, you want to play a game pogs? They're like, I haven't played pogs in forever. Yeah. And there is there is not quite as much fun as an adult playing them. There's this whole factor of, ooh, is that thing going to dip my table? Yeah. Like, because, yeah. you know, the slammer's that big metal thing that's like, yeah. yeah. So... We kind of already touched on the next one, dodgeball. Oh, yeah. Yep. Have you Good ever just been nailed with a rubber ball? Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. that sound. I feel like we all know that sound. It's just a Yep. Oh, it is. And it's you know horrible. it's a direct hit. Slap bracelets. Yeah. Yeah. How about those? And now, who came up with that? The same person that came up with the slinky, probably. I mean, that is a good <clears> one. To look up. That's kind of a fun one, though, because it was like you would come up to, in, to someone and everything. I did it to you recently, because you, yeah. you have a slap bracelet that is a, um, 
It's that pink one, I think. It's a pink one with a bunny on it that has uh, the stuff for insects, yeah. like mosquitoes My, Mosquitoes, and stuff. right? Yeah, it's like a bug repellent one. And I come and I, up and I slap it onto you. And I get quite a few comments on me uh, with a pink bracelet on. With a pink bunny bracelet? Yeah, the pink bunny bracelet. And it bracelet. even has a little flower, I feel like. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get comments on that, how manly I look. Um, you do. I I imagine that really pops. You know, it. I I must be a little sick in the head. Well, I know I am. But the, the some of the things that I do, people shake their head, and I do it just to watch them shake their head. You like yeah. the shaking of the head. Hey, man. I I sometimes will say stuff, and then I'll see people's reaction. I'm like, it wasn't a great thing that I did, but the reaction I got from you was great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all worth it in the end. Jeez, I know where you got it. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you remember really sugary cereals? Oh, yeah. Man, those were the best, like, oh, man, Frosted Flakes. Yep, you could, they just, they, sugar just covered the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. And then you get, like, the frosted, um, like, anything frosted, I feel like, that I'm talking yeah. about. But, like, there were so many of them that were just so sugary, and it was almost like the equivalent of dessert. And I remember being a kid, and it being, like, you get that fresh box of cereal with milk and everything. Nothing is better. Like, right. fresh box. But it's, like, when it's been open a few days, starts to get a little stale. Even though you're going to add milk, and it's not going to be that great, like... You know, crispiness um, anyways, like moments after, but it's like that fresh box of cereal. That's amazing. Yeah, and it, and it would say, you know, no uh, dessert for you today. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. I just had it, you know. Well, and it's like, oh, you're not going to cook dinner tonight, and we got to scrounge. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll just, just have cereal. I'll have cereal. Dang it. Yeah. Um, neon colors. We had some yeah. bright colors. Really bright ones. I really mean, bright ones. look at my... Look at your shoes. I went and got days. some shoes off Amazon, and they were supposed to be pink. But what my brother said is fiery peach, and I think that's a great description of yeah. it. And it is a beautiful color, and he said, I like it with your tan skin. I said, yeah. It is. And I mean, I'm wearing all black, but I just got this pop of color. I know. And then I got my camo and my American hat. And, and your... Um... Your headset actually matches your shoes. They do. They really do. I try to color coordinate subconsciously, apparently. I try to be not, snazzy. I'm not quite a snazzy. Well, I don't know. I think, um, well, actually, I dress in black a lot. Yeah. You got, I mean, I wore a lot of color today, and so did you for what we normally do. We wore gray. Yeah. We wore variant colors of gray today. Yeah, we did. And, uh, and to us, that's flashy. That is, but I mean, I wore black shoes earlier and black socks. Like where I know where I get my sense of style from is from my right. father. Right. I also was wearing a watch earlier, a silver watch on like the same hand. Like wow, that's wow. I know who and and I have similar. Yeah, skin illustrations. On the same wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I am my father, apparently. We both have forearm tattoos. Mine are just different. Mine say two different things on my forearms, and his are two different pictures. But they both are, like, very, like, yeah, they're yeah. both very similar. Um, Saturday morning cartoons, number seven. 
Oh, yeah. Where were us kids eating our sugary cereal on a Saturday morning in front of the TV watching cartoons? Yeah, watching this, um, what is it, this bird? Um, Tweety? Shape? No, the uh, one with the, the Roadrunner. Oh, you're talking Brand- about uh, yeah. Speedy. Well, the Roadrunner, yeah, and he would, uh, uh, they would be crashing into. Uh, yeah. You know, They'd get a rock and they'd paint it look like a tunnel. Yes. And they'd slam into it. Yeah. Dude, that totally. Was always... Kylie, what was it? Wiley Coyote? Yeah. And, Wiley Coyote. Yep. And then, well, when I was like watching cartoons like later, we had something called Recess. And mm. it was like a very funny like cartoon and stuff. Like I remember that one being a very like positive one that like I remember from like mine era I do remember like you know the whole like was that Warner Brothers I believe mm-hmm. and you had like the Bugs Bunny yeah, yeah Bugs that Bunny. whole yeah and, um, and then came Jim Henson yes oh my gosh so Fridays were like thank god it's Friday we got TV on Friday night and we would sit there in front of the TV and watch like shows on Friday night yep and then it's like, that was that was classic growing up. Just watching TV on a Friday night. You know, I uh, the TVs came out in the early 1950s, and and uh, I was born way before that. But uh, uh, Only six speaking, years. Speaking about that, I would go to, I had to go to Catholic school uh, in my younger years. And so um, in the, in the, um, the nuns, said that we had to watch, it was a Catholic show on TV, and it was by Bishop Sheen. I'll never forget that. Yep. And we used to have to watch that, and then we used to have to write a a, um, a, a little paragraphs on what how we interpreted what he was talking about as for homework. And we had to turn that homework in, and if we didn't, they would call our parents. And uh, our parents never liked to get that call from the from the nuns. <laughs> so, guess what we did on those nights? <laughs> we you guys we watched, watched Bishop, Bishop Sheen. Sheen. So uh, that was just part of uh, you know growing yeah, up you at that point TV. in Catholic school. Yeah, you could you could watch TV, but this is what you gotta watch. So, oh goody! One of the best parts of uh, growing up for some people, mine wasn't until I was in high school, was sleeping on a waterbed. Doing what? Sleeping on a waterbed. Oh yeah, I got one of the I got the luxury of a waterbed when I was in high school. Oh yeah, that was the best thing ever. Oh man, waterbeds. You guys had the big I, bladdered water bed where it was like you were sleeping on a wave. Yeah. Can you there was nothing funnier than do that as if if, my, if mom was sleeping and I'd... Oh, oh What a sense of humor. I'd get a running start and jump on my side and... Dude, the <laughs> water beds were the best. I remember yeah. those were the greatest. And then it's like after a while they just start to really disintegrate or you have one bad experience and get water damage and 
Well, you know, uh, like if you're going to jump on the bed, you make sure you have nothing sharp in your pockets. Exactly. I love a good water bed. You know what, yeah. you know what another thing is that kids nowadays don't get the freedom of as much? What's that? Peanut butter and lunches. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter is banned in a lot of times. Like, you can't even bring it to schools because of allergies. They don't want the cross-contamination, kids yeah. taking each other's lunches. It's just straight up banned. To me, that's ridiculous. But it's, it's an interesting thing, but I mean, like, when you are talking about, like, kids that they grab stuff up from other kids and stuff, like little ones, and we're see? talking about, like, aphylactic shock and stuff, like, and it, how quick it is, like, I understand it, like, with little kids, but, like, when we get into high school, like, come on. Right. Like, that's a different level, but, like, I can understand, like, when they're little kids, because, like, they're almost like dogs at that point, like... They, like, they don't understand the severity of it. Like, you understand it, but they don't until, like, right. they're a little bit older. So you do have to protect them. Um, you, got a good, you got a good point there. What about biking anywhere? That was, like, freedom. That was, like, basically, like, having a car when you had a bike. Oh, yeah. Like, when you got a bike, you were able, you had wheels. That's it. Man. You didn't have to walk any place. No, and you could go far. You could go to your friend's house, and I feel like that was also how you knew where people were. Like, you knew whose bikes were what, and it's like you went over to a friend's house, and if you saw so-and-so's bike, Mm -hmm. you already knew that they were there. And then as you get older, it was the same thing with people's cars. It's like their identity in a way. Like, people had their bike, and it had, like, little things on it. You knew whose bike was whose. The bikes with the banana seats. Yep, yep. And what about getting your your uh, deck of cards, and you grab a few cards out of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, on the spokes. Yep. Yeah. Or, and then when your parents wanted to play cards, I'd say, "Well, well what's missing here?" Yeah, I miss. I don't know. I don't know. I just got here. Yeah. No, I. I don't. I like. We never had a full deck of cards. Like, that was always the funny I, part. Like, we went to go play a deck of cards, and you would count them out, and we just never had a full deck of cards. No. But, like, the bikes always made those noises. They did. They did. did. The other one, though, that, like, we always had on the bikes as well were uh, those spokes on the back to where someone could ride on the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What were those called? I can't even think of, like, the... Hmm. But they, those were great. Uh, yeah. They, like, gave you, like, you gave you freedom. Like, your friend didn't have to ride on the handlebars. Your view wasn't messed up. Like, it, there was a lot of bonuses. Yeah, there was. But there's always that part of getting your foot caught in those spokes. Or the weight. Yeah. The you weight had the a lot to do with it. Because we had that happen when we went downhill. Yeah. I was on the back. And we just went right down a gravel hill. Because it was, like... Too much weight, curve, too much speed, yeah. a lot of bad things. Pay phones. Yeah, remember that? Both yeah. Pay phones. Yeah, having to carry change to make a phone call. Yeah. And then it's like when you are standing there making the phone call, having people behind you that are listening to it yeah. and everything. But also it's like that voice that comes on that's like, you have one minute. Yes. Yep. What a job. It. Yeah, right? So, number two. Do you remember Find Carmen San Diego? It was like a TV show and a book and stuff, and it would, like, help us learn geography. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it was, okay. like, kind of like a crime, like she was, like, a detective or... No, like, I don't think she was a detective. We were a detective, but she was, like, someone that, like, 
Charlotte plan it out. Yeah. And then uh, the very last thing, number one on this list, selecting a valentine. Always the toughest. Dude, Always and now it's toughest. like they have to give one to everyone. But like back mm -hmm. in the day, it was like you make like your special card, you'd sit there with your construction paper, you would choose who your person was, and it'd be like you would give one to one person. Like you, would, you wouldn't mm -hmm. have that box that like got filled with one from everyone. Right. And so, yeah. That was... That was it, just, uh... You make that really one special one. Right. Man, I feel like that was, like, one of those things, too, where you just don't have kids have that happen anymore. No, no. Times have changed, uh, drastically, and, and they're... Hey, all you witches, Starless Web here. And guess what? I'm back in my parents' trailer, but I never really left. I've just been here. Just been hanging around. <laughs> just been hanging around, just, you know, doing whatever. Uh, ooh, excuse me, I had a little burp there. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about today, AJ? I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Teresa's wedding here, and I got your uh, list of notes. Yeah, I've got uh, a few notes there of, uh, you know, kind of different things, strange things. But, uh, yeah, let's hit Teresa's wedding. Uh, uh, man, what a hairdo. I mean, and it's crazy, too, because there's just so much hair. And apparently, she spent, like, $10,000 on that. Like, the hair extensions were, like, $7,000. And then she used over 1,500 bobby pins. Great. To achieve that hairstyle. I mean, there was, like, hours, money. There was a lot of thought that went oh, into yeah. getting her at that point. And they were still, like, how you look? She's like, great. I'm going to walk down the aisle. And it's like, it, it's a gift that's going to keep giving. Well, you know, they get attention by doing odd things. If you, if she just had her hair done regular and the dress was regular, you know, it would make a little bit of uh, attention, but not much. Uh, but you got to remember, anybody that wants attention, you've got to be, you've got to try something really out of the ordinary, and, uh, you know, uh, it, there's no such thing as uh, bad advertising. Well, and Teresa's been known to be a very hot-tempered person. She was the housewife from New Jersey that flipped the table and mm. everything. She was the original table flipper. So... I've been a longtime fan of the Housewives um, franchise. Like, I don't watch all of them, and I just don't have that much time. There's so many franchises. They had one that was um, uh, New York. And, man, the ladies of New York are, like, some hot messes. Like, they have a ton of money. They're supposed to be super classy and everything. But you can tell that they have those hot tempers that go off. They had one lady that, I shit you not, she pulled off her prosthetic leg and threw it in the middle of a dinner party. That, that doesn't surprise me. You know, uh, New York, New Jersey, um, they have quite the reputation, especially in New Jersey. They do. Uh, and, you know, what's crazy, too, is, like, have you ever seen that big, fat um, gypsy wedding? Yes. So, I feel like she was just living the gypsy life. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like she probably saw, I think the lady's name is Sandra Celli, that makes the big, you know, gypsy dresses and stuff. I'm sure she just was inspired by some of those dresses and hairstyles. 
And she just had a lot more money to detail it in to where, like, most of the girls are, like, 15 on that show and everything. I mean, this is, like, a mid-40, 50-year-old woman, and she just had more money to put towards the big hair and everything. And I think in Texas, they say the higher the hair, the closer to God. Yeah. So maybe she she was just getting biblical. You know, uh, the thing is, when a lot of people have money, uh, they they don't like to get the ordinary stuff. They like to get stuff that is different and something that's uh, theirs. You know, they can t- kind of tag it as their trademark. Well, then that and, brings uh, us right into Michael Jordan's... Uh mansion in chicago he still hasn't been able to sell for over 10 years because it is so michael jordan's mansion like you drive up to it and there's the number 23 right on the gate it's jordan Mm -hmm. all the way through it it's like in a point and day and everything people probably would have loved to spend millions of dollars for that but at this point it's like no one wants to spend that much money for a house that's been vacant like grand he has maintained it so it's not dilapidating but it's like a very customized home for Michael Jordan. Right. And if and you're not Michael Jordan, are you going to want to live there? Well, and the thing is, too, is he's pretty much a has-been. You know, I mean, uh, you don't hear that much of him anymore. He's not breaking any records. He's not slam-dunking it. Um, you know, he's he's been replaced by other players. And, you know, in sports, um, you're hot for a while. And um, after that, you're... You know, you may be in in the book someplace, but, you I mean, know, there's always people who replace you. That's like, a, what, Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, Jordan era? Now, now Barkley, I like. Dude, did you um, know that Barkley once got pulled over by a police officer and for speeding? Have you heard this? I don't think so. So, it was like, I want to say in like the early 2000s, but he got pulled over by a police officer for speeding, and the police officer asked him why he was speeding, and he said he was trying to get over to that prostitute over there, because she gave him the best blowjob he's ever had in his life, and the police officer was just like, what? Like, only Charles Barkley, like, you know that's going to be out in the press and in the media and everything, like, you're Charles Barkley, it's like the height of your career, and it's like... He doesn't, Charles Barkley, what I like about him is what he feels, he says. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's uh, been doing some broadcasting. Oh, yeah, he's on ESPN. And he's good at it. Yeah. You You know know who I enjoy on broadcasting is Big Perk, the basketball player. He has just this big beard and everything, and he's on ESPN a lot of the time. And I didn't watch a lot of basketball in the era that he played. Like, when I watched basketball, I watched it in the era that we were talking about. And my favorite player was Bugsy Malone. Like, I love that Mm -hmm. guy. He was just awesome. And it's like, if you go back and you watch Space Jam, do you remember that? Yeah. When Jordan was in there? They had Bugsy in there, and you see him against all the other basketball players. And you're like, he looks so little. He is little. He's tiny. He's like yeah. a little. He's like a little starless web out there, yeah, just like he just scoots getting, around. He didn't get bit though. No, he didn't. He didn't he get didn't. bit with the braces. No, but you know uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I kind of, I really watched uh, basketball uh, when Magic Johnson was uh, big for the Lakers. I always liked Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson yes. is 
kind of a funny guy as well because he someone is. recently had asked him they were like are you ashamed of your son because his son is gay and they expect, you know, Magic Johnson to be this, like, big masculine guy and everything. It's like, why would I be embarrassed of my son? He is a successful man, and he has a successful fashion line. They're like, you should actually be embarrassed of your question. And he was like, you know, I mean, it's very true, though. It's like, why would you ask someone if they would be embarrassed of their child? Well, you like, know. Like, not a lot of people are going to take that bait. No, you're kind of open yourself up when uh, you come up with that kind of, you know, uh, question. So, I'm looking at your list here, and uh, one of the craziest things is timing, obviously. Uh, exactly. So, the first thing on your list here is the Bangkok train through the market. And uh, they have three minutes to pack up, and it happens eight times a day. So, you want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, it's... Uh, in been going on for years and years. It's in uh, Bangkok. It's one of the uh, the biggest uh, places to buy uh, vegetables and fish and just about everything. And the market was actually there before the train. Right. The market's and, been there for like uh, over a hundred years. Yeah, and it's one of the biggest ones, I guess, in, uh, in the whole country. But it's really interesting because uh, the train comes through and, and it doesn't it slows down but not very slow but um the people can hear it they have a three minute warning they have to, like an um, alarm or a bell that goes off yeah they hear this bell and that means the train's on its way you got three minutes to pack it up and get it out of the way and they have awnings and everything else to go across and man those people really move the the there's things in a hurry, I, I'm, I'm telling you. And it's amazing to watch them. And the train comes within inches of some of their products. And uh, as soon as the train goes through, boom, everything is right back the way it was. The awnings come out. The, right back to trading and selling. Yeah, right back to it. And uh, the one lady that we're interviewing had... Uh, she sold a lot of mackerel, and uh, that's not too easy to move in a hurry, but hey, these people do it. Eight times a day. Eight times a day. The other one we have on here is pro slack uh, walking or flatlining or highlining, and this lady does it in the Alps, and that was really crazy to see, because she was saying at times uh, with how high you are, the line will disappear and show up. And I mean, with slackline, you're basically using your balance. So mm -hmm. any wind, anything can shift that, and you have to move your body. Right. And the, the, uh, the part that I didn't realize is when they walk the line like that, the line that they're on is flat. Yeah. And uh, it's not round. So you would think they would have a little more balance, but when you're that high up, a little breeze can seem like a, a really a tough wind. Oh, totally. And in no time, you're already having that line shaken. It's like, I feel like once it starts shaking to where you feel it, it's already been shaking for a moment because of how it moves through the line. So it's like you have to wait for that whole line to calm back down. It's pretty crazy. Well, you know, uh, what gets me is these people that go ahead and put that line up. Yeah. I mean, they're... Uh, 
they got to be hanging on the end of those cliffs while they're putting that up and making sure that it is secure enough when somebody's walking on it and in that wind. And like she said, uh, sometimes that the clouds come in and you can't even see the line. So it's not um, like you get to just sit down and wait for the line. Like you're up there balancing, waiting right. for it to reappear, which is just nuts. And I mean, you, you're at a height that I can't even, I mean, getting up to that height, I wouldn't feel okay with, but like getting up there and then walking across, like that would be anxiety ridden for me. I would just probably like have a heart attack. Oh, I couldn't do it. And she says the houses below look like little dots. Um, you know, uh, it's that high up and I, I don't, I'm not big on heights, so yeah. that wouldn't be good for me. I, just watching it was a little bit uh, I get interesting. Sweaty. Yeah, I got sweaty palms for sure. Um, next one is ultimate bread making, which when you just say it out loud, it just doesn't sound like it's that intense. But I mean, this is a 750 and 900 degree oven. And it's basically a big round um, pit with bricks in the bottom that make the fire. And then they kind of have to leap in and on the inside of it, they smack the bread onto the surface and it sticks and then it bakes and then they have to peel it off and they've been doing this for many many years um it's pretty crazy it's in armenia is where they had taken it in and kept it going and it's usually made for special occasions this bread is it's not like a daily thing that um people would normally eat but it's more of a special occasion type thing yeah it's like a big uh, clay pot and uh, they have to you know reach in in there pretty pretty far to slap that yeah, dough like up against like the wall in there yeah and uh, it's um, like he said it was funny because the um, the guy the narrator on it said well you know uh, our uh, cooks have to be in really good shape and uh, because they have to be able to, you know, uh, they have to lean way over into the pit to uh, be able to, uh, and, and you're only balanced by one hand. Because the so, other hand's got the bread. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. So the next one we have on here is the lifeguards at Oha, Hawaii on the North Shore where they do about 20 rescues a day of the most dangerous recurrence that they have. And it's one of the most famous pipelines that people want to be on. They were saying that if you don't land it correctly, you're going to just fall right into reef. And that's, you know, just, it's well, basically like sharp glass. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and the riptides are uh, really dangerous. And, you know, it... It brings back the same thing when uh, here on the Oregon coast. There's, um, they tell you just to be careful when you see logs out there because they can, uh, they're uh, come up on you and uh, take you down, and before you know it, uh, you're 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 a done deal. But uh, and you have to really watch out for the riptides and and things like that because. Uh, you know, it doesn't take doesn't take much to uh, to go under. That's for sure. So, um, 
It's, it's uh, you know, it's really interesting. So you got to be careful out there. You know, the sneaker waves is what they call them. Yeah. So you got to be real careful. So the next thing we have is uh, the avalanches that are controlled. And that's on Mammoth Mountain. And how they actually control it is with World War II cannons. So they do basically controlled avalanches, like small ones. Instead of having them have a big ice pack on the top that um, then, you know, would just slide off and could be could catastrophic. Right. But with these ones, they're able to kind of control it, hit it right into an area, kind of change the level of the actual cliffside and everything in the mountain. Um, and it's pretty amazing to go and watch them use such an old piece of machinery. Yeah, uh, it's, um, like I said, it was old World War Two. Um, machines there and uh, uh, like they said they spot a rock and uh, they can hit it from miles miles away so it's uh, really interesting and that that stops the big avalanches so they just cause the, their own and then our last one is what I brought to the table as far as current events with old Freya the walrus yeah the walrus boy that now that that's something. The walrus Freya, so she's out in Denmark, uh, Scandinavia, or sorry, Denmark, Norway, Sweden area. Um, they've been watching her for, I want to say, a couple of months. And what she has done is she's now started to go and take, um, take some bathing up as a, like, habit on different boats and things like that. Like, right on the dock has caused a lot of damage and capsized boats. Um, but now because she's been doing it for so long, people are like trying to take selfies with her. They're trying to swim with her. She weighs about 1300 pounds. And so, I mean, this is, that's a lot of damage to be rolling onto some of these vessels. Oh yeah. She's a, she's a big one. Now. There ain't no doubt about that. And it's unfortunate because people are getting too close to her. Like if she ends up hurting someone, she has to get euthanized. But also like this amount of like interaction with people is stressing her out. And so they were saying that, like, she may have to be euthanized just because of that, like, if people don't leave her alone. So, like, leave Freya alone, people. Yeah, it's a shame that, you know, um, people do that because uh, the animals uh, uh, are, these are wild animals, okay? Um, people don't seem to realize it because of the fact that, you know, they're kind of playful. When they look cute, when they do, like, things like that to where they're like, oh, it's like a pet. It's like, no, that is very much not a pet. That's a 1,300-pound walrus. Do you see, like, the blood that's on its tusk from, like, eating things? Yes. And it may be you next. And they were saying, though, she's just fat and healthy. Like, when she first started off, she would sleep, like, 20 hours a day, which, yeah, I mean, she's got... Sleep. Yeah, she kind of, like, got away from her little, like, group of other walruses came out over here, ate a bunch of stuff, started sunbathing, and they said that, like, they're wondering if she's going to try to get back with her group. That'd be interesting to, uh, you know, to keep an eye on her to see exactly what she does. What's going on with Miss Freya? So, little Nutter Butters over here. You saw her just playing with the paper. She's like, oh, yeah. there's something important on here. And it's like, there's important stuff that we already yeah. took care of. That's it. That's it. We are... Went through that list. We did. Um, 
We really did. So what, uh, anything uh, interesting uh, going on now, uh, today? Well, I am going to be going to Costco, and then I'll be doing some other stuff around, you know. I just, I wander. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, I think we should probably take a little break. It gives us a great time to be able to regather our thoughts and be able to get on to that next subject. Sounds great. All right, we'll be back, people.